Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a wonderful, successful week. We all know it. The Yeshiva annual dinner. We know how it goes. We arrive to a hall set up with a delicious, hot, fresh buffet. Charcuterie boards layered with cured meats of cuts that we can't pronounce. Orchestra, dessert tables, a bar stocked with spirits, mixers, garnishes, the works. And we sit down, ready to get comfortable. We start schmoozing with our fellow parent, standing to the same Moisad. And they give their video presentation. They walk you through a day in yeshiva. They show you pictures of your son. And the ambiance is just great. It's a great vibe. And you shed a tear, you don't shed a tear, but you're emotional, you're impacted. You find the whole experience meaningful, impactful, and you're happy. And as the program usually goes, after the video presentation, the Manal gets up to share a few words. Imagine the following scene. The Manal gets up and he starts telling the crowd, you should know how amazing how we saw this video presentation and how it really depicted, it really gave over the standard day in Yeshiva. This is really what's going on over here. The Talmidim, the Bachim, they're learning, they're steiging, they're growing, they have an attachment to closeness with their Abayim, They've been Adam Lechaver, a stellar, and it's truly a beautiful matziv, a beautiful place of ruchnius, of growth to be in. And all the parents are beaming with happiness. They're so happy and excited and feel honored to be part of such an institution. Suddenly, the Manal takes a left turn and says the following. It says, as many of you know, there's an issue that we're dealing with now, which is the afternoon hours. And even though in the morning, during the Mudei Kaddish, the children are booming. There's a cult here in the Bismedrish. The kids are happy. They're so respectful. The Midas, they're thriving. But in the afternoon, we're falling very short. And the Mechutzafim, they're tremendously disrespectful to the teachers. And the teachers complain that they want to quit. And that if the yeshiva doesn't get their act together, they're all going to leave. And the Manal acknowledges this issue. And he tells the parents, don't worry, be rest assured that we're going to take care of this issue. And in due time, we will come up with a viable resolution. All the parents are scratching their heads, bewildered, baffled, puzzled. What's going on over here? Why on earth would the Manal of the yeshiva address this issue during this forum. Obviously, there's a time and place for this to be addressed, but certainly during the Yeshiva dinner, a time where the goal is to boost up the momentum, raise the bar of excitement, it's so out of place and is tasteful to expose this issue. In our parsha, Parsha's Amar, we encounter Kemat, the same issue, a very similar issue, the Torah Daisha, Hashem's Torah, the mind of a Kaddish Baruch the blueprint of the world, where Hashem gives us the tools, He paves the path for every Yid from the beginning of the creation until Neitzach Nitzachim, to reach spiritual highs, to come to perfection, to improve our Midas, to attain the greatest perfection we can. In the middle of it all, in our parasha, parasha's Emmer, 
at the end of the parsha, Hashem relates the story of the Mekal, of the blasphemer, the son of Shlomis Bas Divri, and how he used the Shema Mefarish, the name of Akadosh Baruch Hu, to curse another Yid. And for that, he was pelted to death. Why on earth would the Torah give over such information, such brazen disrespect, utter disregard, the greatest level of chutzpah, the greatest slap in the face for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mimela, if we would have found this story in a chazal, in an obscure medjish or something, okay. But in the Torah, the place that every Yid is meant to open and learn from it and become great from it, why would HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why would Hashem decide that this is something that should be in the Torah? How on earth can we grow from this episode? What can we take out? Rabbeinu B'chaya enlightens us with an extraordinary pshat and he tells us as follows that from the Mekalel, from the blasphemer, from the son of Shlomis Bas Divri, we could learn how to make a bracha. We could learn how we must perform Avodah Hashem. And he explains as follows, says Rabbeinu B'chaya, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dafnun Vav, tells us the only way, it's a condition, the only way for a person to incur the Misa, the death penalty of being pelted, is only if he takes, if he uses the Sheim HaMefayrish. If he doesn't, he could say a curse all he wants all day long. But if he doesn't use that specific name, then he's not Chayv. He's not subject to this penalty. Says the of just like the Mekalel, he took Hashem's name, he brought him into his presence, and he used that name to be Mekalel. The Torah is teaching us we learn out from here how we give a bracha, how we thank Hashem. That we can't just stop make a bracha. We can't just stop and say bracha to Hashem, mumble it on the way out, on the way in, saying all the words, not saying all the words, with kavana, not kavana. We have to bring Hashem into our zone. We have to bring Hashem. We have to inculcate Him into the matzav of making a bracha. Such a big yisai, such a fundamental, that sometimes we're on cruise control. We're about to chew a piece of gum. We're about to bite into a slice of pizza. We're about to make hamaytzi on Shabbos. And everything's at a rope. Everything is just routine. But the aside over here that the Torah is teaching us, specifically with this Misa, with this episode of the Mikalo, is to teach us that just like he, the way he made a proper, quote-unquote, curse using Hashem's name, we too, when we're trying to do good, when we're trying to come closer to the Banish we have to bring him into the zone. We have to bring him in to the scene. We have to bring him... Before us, we have to create that matzav of Shavisi Hashem Negdi Samed. Hashem is constantly in our midst, constantly in our presence. And although Rabbeinu B'chayi said this Yisoyed in the Indian of Brachis, if I may suggest that we can apply this to all facets of Yiddishkeit. There's so many times all day long that we're doing mitzvahs, Kimat, from the time we wake up till the time we go to bed. We're busy with Havaytas Hashem. We're busy bringing Hashem Nachas, doing his mitzvahs, learning his Torah, davening, giving tzedakah, doing chesed. There are endless opportunities throughout the day. Even when we're not doing things physically, even when we're thinking, when we're pondering, we're contemplating. These are all venues of how to become closer to Hashem. And when we bring Hashem, when we make Him, quote-unquote, kaviachal, alive, when we bring Him into the experience into the midst of whatever we're doing 
how much greater, how much more elevated will those maisim, will those actions, will that tayra, will that davening be? There's an expression of stop surviving and start living. And this really hits the crux of that. Many times, especially after many years, as we get older, we just kind of go into cruise control. We do things by rote. But when we remember this Yisoyed of Rabbin B'chayi, of inculcating Hashem, making Him real, creating a zone before doing mitzvahs, just thinking about Hashem, always, before mitzvahs, whatever they may be, how much greater, how much more meaningful, how much more potent will these mitzvahs be when we're doing it mamash with our and we're mamash living with Hashem all day long. And as we approach the day, the Helega Yantif of Kabbalah Satayra, when we restart, when we re-sign the contract of being the Amma Nivchar, what a great schus it is and should be when we bring Hashem more into our lives, when He's more of a living Mitzis in our lives. How much greater will that Kabbalah be? How much stronger will our connection to our Creator be? And when we have that, when we work on that, when we invest in making our lives every moment greater, more Kaddish, holier, and more connected, not only will it be a great investment for our future, for our Alim Haba, but Amir Hashem, we will see the happiness, we will see the gratification, and true Simcha in Alim Haza, in our day-to-day living, because living a life of the Kaddish Baruch Hu is the highest and greatest and happiest life possible. I hope you enjoyed. I wish you a wonderful Shabbos, and I thank you for listening.